I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. The highest grossing New Zealand film ever was released in the U.S. this month. It's called Boy, and it takes place in a Maori village in rural New Zealand. In the movie, director Taika Waititi revisits his childhood community of Waiho Bay. The year is 1984, and the story focuses on the relationship between an 11-year-old boy who goes by the name Boy and his estranged father who returns home after getting out of prison. YTT hired children from his village for the film, putting a lot of trust in James Rolston in the title role of Boy. Rolston lights up the screen in every scene. Here's Boy, early in the film, talking to his pet goat-slash-confidant named Leaf. What do you want to do, eh, Leaf? I'm not afraid to stay here, eh? Had a massive day at school today. There was a big ass rumble at school. Most of the children were involved. I wasn't, because I'm a good boy. I don't like fighting, eh? Far, lots of things happened, but what else? Oh, yeah. I see my girlfriend, Chardonnay. She invites me back to her house, and we have McDonald's to eat. It was yum. The movie is shot entirely in Waiho Bay, a place filmmaker Taika Waititi says is still a lot like it was when he was a kid there. It's a very tiny little country town on the east coast of the North Island of New Zealand, which is a country, another country on Earth. I mean, there's probably about 300 people, the population of this town, and I'm probably related to all of them. (laughs) Uh, So it's quite hard to find love, or legal love, anyway. (laughs) And I grew up there in the 80s, and, you know, it was a pretty special childhood. The 80s was a great time because I think adults like gave kids a lot more trust and you know they really kind of believed that that kids would be able to look after themselves without killing each other and you know it's different now kids will kill each other so um I, I feel like I was quite lucky to grow up in that time and it was a very innocent time and especially in New Zealand if, I feel like the 80s for us was sort of like our coming of age era trying to find our identity so you know I grew up in this tiny town there's one store one pub and the school that I went to in 1984, the, you know, the role at the school was like 30 kids. And when we shot this film there two years ago, it was 28. I mean, visually, it's kind of striking because you've got these cornfields right next to this beautiful Pacific Ocean. Yeah. It's kind of an unreal landscape. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's an incredible place to grow up and, and a very beautiful place to shoot a film. So the film was set in 1984, and the story revolves around an 11-year-old boy who is referred to as Boy. His mother died when she had her second child boy's younger brother. And uh, in the beginning of the film, the father is also not in the picture. But then he shows up. Uh, He's been in jail. He's been released. And Taika, you're not just a filmmaker. You also play the role of the father. So here's that scene where you and boy meet. Who are you? Boy. What boy? Elamine. Elamine. Yeah. Hi. I'm your dad. Oh. Hey, dad. Hey. Welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see you. How's it been going? Good. How's it been going with you? Good. I gotta say, wow, it, I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's painful to watch Boy and his dad, you, try and get acquainted again. It's oh, just yeah, yeah. he wants so much, and his dad doesn't even know how to behave. Oh yeah, no, no. This is a typical relationship where the kid parents the parent. And despite the separation, there's also some common ground for them. Boy is obsessed with Michael Jackson, for example, so is the dad. And Boy sees his dad as a hero who can dance as well as Michael Jackson. And the dad also sees himself as a kind of samurai hero. Were these obsessions of yours when you were growing up in the 80s? 
Definitely Michael Jackson and all the pop references were obsessions of mine. I think we were all very obsessed with Native Americans. You know, we all kind of like loved the idea of what it was to be fighting against cowboys. And, and was that, you know, were Native that, Americans kind of role models for, for the Maori? To some degree. There was a point through, I think, the 50s and 60s where because for Maori it was you were punished if you spoke your language at school and you were kind of brought up to be ashamed of being Māori. And so, like, I think as a result, they tried to identify with other cultures, you know, and tried to latch on to other romantic cultures as well. And so the father character, you know, he's obsessed with, like, you know, samurais. And, and it's all about fantasy. It's all about how you remove yourself from who you are right now and, and try and replace yourself with something else. And so there's, like, three characters. There's Boy, his younger brother Rocky, and the father Alamein. And they all are engaged in this world of fantasy. And really the movie's about these three people, a family, getting to know each other. Yeah, getting to know each other, revolving around the, the replacement of this one very important person who died and how it's affected them all. and Their mother. Yeah, and how they deal with their own little pieces of guilt you used a lot of local Maori people in the film, as we said. Tell us about the experience shooting there in Waiho Bay. Did you find yourself negotiating with the community over what you wanted to do with the movie and their perhaps demands and limitations that maybe tradition imposed? Actually, you know, it was all fine, really. They're so supportive. I mean, it's the first film that's ever been shot there. And, um, I mean, they've seen cameras and everything and, you know, like technology and TV and, and lights and everything. Some people, I think, have an idea of what Māori culture is like and what, like, rural New Zealand is like. And I think to some Americans, it's almost like, you know, tribes in Papua New Guinea or something. I had an interview once, and, and the guy said, uh, so what was it like taking the cameras to your village and the elders seeing these cameras for the first time? <laughs> you know, these soul-capturing contraptions, you know. How, how did they feel about that? You know, we've had TV there for, like, 60 years. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's this interesting, like... Just finding out what people's idea or preconceptions of, of what Māori life is like in New Zealand. You know, I think they really believe that we are kind of living in like 200 years ago. You know, it, it struck me that we hear so little about New Zealand cinema, but one of the other best films that I've seen is Nikki Caro's 2002 movie Whale Rider. Your film Boy is a gem, not to mention New Zealand's highest grossing film. New Zealand just feels like it's quietly producing popular masterpieces. What's going on there? We don't make many films, though. You know, we make like six or seven films a year, yeah, well, and you probably hear about one every three years. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know it's what still the not a bad hit like. rate. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and interestingly, most of the films that do travel are Maori stories. I just think we're more interesting. And <laughs> this film did incredibly well back home, and I think it's really, really proves that people want to see themselves on screen. You know, they want to see their own stories being told. And you know, New Zealand cinema in general is known to be quite dark. You know, we're sort of like the Iceland of the South Pacific. There. <laughs> you know, we, uh, you know, very isolated. It's very hard to escape. So generally, what we're known for are films like Once Were Warriors, which is basically people just getting drunk and killing each other. And then, uh, you know, things like Wild Rider, which is, you know, another way of looking at Māori culture, the more spiritual. And that kind of film really, like, solidifies people's idea that we just, you know, spend all our time writing animals and talking to ghosts. But, um, Consulting the elders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do the elders think? And then, yeah, and then you have a film like Boy, which, you know, again, is trying to change the angles. You live in Los Angeles with about a month, a year in New Zealand. How hard was it in making Boy to tap into the authenticity of uh, Waiho Bay? Seems like it'd be a well, tough Well, I'm order. from there, so it was very yeah. easy to just, you know, I wrote the whole thing, making it like having a fictional narrative, but then hanging it against a, you know, a very real backdrop, putting this sort of weird, disconnected family story 
against that. And I felt a duty anyway to make it authentic because everyone from there is going to know if I'm like putting stuff in that wasn't, you know, right. wasn't happening then, you know, like. So everyone could recognize the first microwave in the in the neighborhood <laughs> and things like that, you know, or like the fact that we all started our cars with like teaspoons and things. Taika Waititi, great to meet you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. By the way, check out our video of Taika Waititi explaining why he thinks New Zealand is the Iceland of the South Pacific. That's at theworld.org. This is PRI.